0: It is good! Ferris State wins the basketball game! You got it! Game winner! Rip the shot and it's a score for Ferris State! What a play right there by the
1: Bulldogs!
2: And so those are the kind of the guys I really wanted to model my mentality after.
1: When it's bad weather, it kind of comes down to grit. I think our team has a lot of that. It's like you lose a game, like it hurts so much.
2: Like we're very culture based, and so that's what initially got me here.
1: You're listening to Behind the Bulldogs, brought to you by Ferris State Athletics. It is Behind the Bulldogs Season 4, Episode 17. Myself, Joe Nagy, Brandon Worth, sitting across from me in the studio, and we got a good episode. Winter storm of the century is about to be upon us. By the time we're recording this, so we're trying to get this down to the wire so we don't get snowed in.
0: We are talking like polar vortex type hype with this storm. I mean, we got locked out of our two inches. We got locked out of our building, and so we're obviously taking new measures, as you'll see in our interview here coming up here shortly. The audio sounds a little bit different. It does a little bit different. You probably could figure out that we sound a little different right now. That's because we are with our partner, Big Rapids Radio Network, and we're recording this live. In the stew. Yeah, in the big stew So It's really cool. Um, but we have a great show in store for you here today um, before the absolute Down Armageddon of, of snowfall,
1: snow. Yeah, maybe the three inches that we get on the off. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's it's going to happen. But yeah, we do have a very solid show today. Naya Tyron is coming in today. Yes, over the phone for the interview. It's going to be a blast. And then we also got a little bit of a preview, preview, everything in between for what's going on.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So be sure that you subscribe if you miss out on any episodes uh, here over the next couple weeks and beyond. Trust me,
1: next week, you want to tune in. Oh, yeah. Next week's going to be a big one. Biggest. So put that on your calendars right now before you forget. I think we can say it, Joe. Probably the biggest one ever. Biggest ever. Biggest ever. <laughs> exclamation point. That's all you're gonna get. You can figure moment. out you can figure
0: out who the guests are just by inference. But big thanks as well goes out to Car Center, a, a big time sponsor for the show. Shout out Car Center. When you need body work, request the best. Request the Car Center in Big Rapids. Find the Car Center off Northland Drive in Rogers Heights and online at carcentermi.com. We'll go all the way back here in our Fair State Sports Review Joe. Take it all the way back to a top or uh, a subject of a game that we didn't get to talk about
1: last week. Yeah got such a good interview last week with uh bob daniels and coach Family, like that kind of got pushed to the side but we get to talk about it today right ethan erickson dog what is he doing i mean he's just on another level right now Kuiper
0: was obviously the opponent but the outcome of who was playing against him didn't matter all we thought about was ethan erickson and a program record 11 three-point shots made 36 off the bench
1: right joe 36 36 burger off the bench (laughs) That's incredible, but big shout
0: out to him on that accomplishment means a lot to this program, especially for all the work that he's done. And he didn't stop there. We'll get to that game later on as his heroics were on display yet again, but we'll touch on that game here in just a little while. The following game that was after that was Lake state um, to open up GLIAC play for the new year. Women's dominate 109 to 60. I believe every single player got in the box sheet, which is of course a great thing to see, but that team absolutely dominated the shot. A absolute lights out. They had so much great passing in that game. Undescribable. Coach Westendorp's team really is just on an absolute roll right now.
1: Yeah, they're really hitting their stride, especially you know, at the start of the season. People were kind of wondering if they were going to be able to keep up that hype of being the number five in the nation. And then, obviously, with that tough loss against Parkside, able to bring it back against Ashland, number one team, break their 45-win home streak, and then able to do that. It's not... Excuse me. I can't even talk right now. It hasn't been the, the worst little kind of break for it, but to be able to come back into Gliak play for the second half of the season when 109 to 60 is, is very, very solid, especially to you know that everybody on the team got on the box score. That shows that later on the season when it comes down to it, where there might be injuries, hopefully not, or something like that, where somebody needs to step up into a situation where they're not normally comfortable doing, we're going to be able to show out and step up when it needs to be happening.
0: Absolutely. My Hiram leads uh, in the box score for the Bullnogs off the bench with 13 points. Uh, really per- dominant performance from her as well. This was something that really stood out to me, Joe. Leader in rebounds, Mago Nabago had six, but one other player had six. That was Grace Sullivan. And not only that, she had six assists along with Mallory McCartney's eight assists. That just shows you across the board, this team was passing the ball very well. You had every single player in the box score, I believe, except for Deshauna Day, had an assist. Every single player except for Allie Schultz had a rebound. Uh, I believe every player except for two had a steal. I mean, that's just... Fill in the box score left and right. Really good for the program in of itself. But over to the men's side, a little bit closer of a game. This one was very exciting uh, to watch in front uh, of the benches. 90 to 86. We come back to beat Lake State. It was a really big comeback. The offense really started to roll in that second half, started creating turnovers on the defensive side as we were down by 11 at halftime. Just a huge second half from that team and especially great play uh, from number zero, Liginka.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was huge to see as well. He got what is 1000th point, 1000th point uh, in college career during Correct. this game, which is a, a massive, massive accomplishment kind of in and of itself. But again, 21 was that 21, 9 and 2 9 assists, two, ass- 2 assists, even 2 blocks. So you get pretty much on every single part of the stat sheet. You can call yourself just a pretty solid player for that game. So that was very, very huge. And also you had some pretty solid performance from Ethan Erickson off the bench. Not that 36 bomb, but 10 points to come off the bench is very valuable as well. You also saw 14 from Reese Hazelton, 13 from Ben Davidson, and then 8 and 8 from Den Ring and Jack Ahriman. So pretty solid go about from all around. That's what you want, especially during one of these games where Lake State is a team that doesn't always make the most noise in the GLIAC, but they are a team that is so scary when you go play them. If you look at their final scores for a lot of the teams in the League, they play so well, especially against us. It seems like every year, it doesn't matter if they're near the bottom of the, turn, of the GLIAC standings, they're always a team that gives us some fits. So to be able to win this game, a hard-fought game, and uh, not only that, lose the first half, but then come back and win the second half in solid fashion, that's something that's going to be really, really, really good to see and something that you can kind of lean back on with that second-half effort, especially for these next parts of the season.
0: Absolutely and i believe joe we have a return of the gliac scoreboard and score report. Do we oh, not? Oh,
1: I think we do. All right. Hit us I with it. I think we do. So for the men's side, they've been rocking around and it's been a while. I mean, if you are one of our most valued listeners, you will know that this has been around since the MVSP days, but due to time constraints, we had to toss back. But anyways, let's get into it. Cause time, rest- time restraints anyways. Okay. So Ferris state uh, was taken on Lake state. We know that big time win. Lake state also had a game against Northern Michigan. This is all happening on last Thursday. So yesterday, by the time we're recording this, uh, Lake state beat Northern or lost to Northern Michigan. Another close, 172 to 71. Wayne State fell to Davenport 67 to 60 and Grand Valley won a five game uh, or a- a five-point win over Saginaw Valley, eighty-eight to eighty-three, knocking the rust off for this uh, score report. Uh, even though it's always the best thing about it. Also going over to women's side, we beat Michigan Tech sixty-six to fifty-four. Northern Michigan beat Lake Superior State seventy-six to forty-nine. Wayne State beat Davenport eighty-five to eighty-one. In OT, that was a pretty solid one. And then Grand Valley State gets the sweep of Saginaw Valley, seventy-six to thirty-eight victory for the Lakers.
0: There you go. So there's the GLIAC score report. As we'll get into the Thursday games from just yesterday as we're releasing this here in just a minute. But first, hockey splits with Bemidji State, uh, a 4-1 loss on the opening Friday night. Just really didn't have the ability to connect passes offensively. They had a lot of chances, just missed a lot of them, but they turned it around big time on Saturday. 5-3 win over the Beavers in dominant fashion. Their offense looked electric. The bees. They were moving the puck around. It was really fun to see and it's finally good to see the boys uh, get in the win column after what was just a real struggle despite some really
1: good play overall from Coach Daniels' team. Yeah, it was a tough little skid. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven game skid before getting that win, especially getting one in regulation against a very good Bemidji State team is something that was very valuable and needed, especially for Morales because uh, we were talking about it before the break happened for uh, Christmas and stuff like that, that we're in in—we're in a much dire need of just a big second half. And even though you, went, you lose first game uh, against Bemidji State to be able to get back and win. Now you're going to be in Minnesota State for this upcoming week. It's going to be a tough one. Minnesota State's team was a little bit down on their luck with their coaches leaving and stuff like that and a majority of their team leaving. But I still think we're going to be able to do some pretty solid uh, deal of damage. We'll talk about that too in the uh, preview about what's going on.
0: Yes, we will at the end of the episode. So be sure you stay around until then. Don't leave us yet. We're still got some good stuff coming as well. Uh, Finishing out here in the Fair State Sports Review uh, Thursday night Gliac contest against Michigan Tech. It's a Bulldog sweep, two wins. The girls win by 12 66 54. And the boys win on a game-winning three-point shot by who other than 21, Ethan Erickson, with six seconds to go to give the Bulldogs a one-point win over a really pesky Michigan Tech team up in Houghton. We love Bulldog sweeps, especially in basketball, and we get another one from Coach Westendorp and Coach Bronkman company in, well, just made it dramatic fashion as well, and the men's game to cap it
1: all off. Yeah, a, little solid, a nice little solid start to the Upper Peninsula road trip, and to be able to do that in Houghton is... Uh... Pretty crazy. I always yeah. say think it's Houghton, but it's Houghton. It I always get Houghton. that mixed up. And I think I say it the right way. And then I think I don't say it. Either way, Houghton, great job. Sixty-nine, sixty-eight, big time plays from Ethan Erickson. Got some good games coming up as well. Yeah. Super cool to
0: see a pair of dubs, especially from this team, both moving their way up into the GLIAC standings now, which both teams I believe came into this weekend. Um, I believe like third and fourth overall, which is crazy because we're both top. 12 teams in the nation.
1: Yeah, wild to think about that. Crazy. But uh, one sec, let me try to pull up these standings. Let so you know what's going on. Oh, that yeah. Be Northern cool. Michigan is top for the men's. They are five and zero in conference. We are three and one at second. We are also tied at second with Parkside and Grand Valley State, uh, Saginaw Valley, and Michigan Tech. Bring up after that, Lake Superior State, Purdue Northwest, Davenport, Wayne State. All one in three or one in four in the conference. So, all right. So there you go. So your... That's for men's. Do you want women's? Yes, of course. All right. One sec. Let me. Uh, hopefully, our Wi-Fi can make it so that way I don't have to wait around a long time. Okay. Now, hopping in the women's Grand Valley State sits alone at the top four and zero in conference. Northern Michigan is four and one; they are second. We are sitting third, tied with Parkside three and one in conference. Uh, Wayne State and or Wayne State's sole three and two. So they're right after Parkside. Purdue Northwest and Michigan Tech are both two and two, two and three. Saginaw Valley one and four, and Davenport and Lake Superior State have not found a win in the column for conference just yet this season. However, uh, we are I think fourth in overall wins for the season but we are one of the best records of the GLIAC for women's
0: absolutely be sure to stop by Wink because these two teams are fun to watch you're wild yeah we'll get to the upcoming schedule and dates so you know when to show up to Wink Arena to watch these two teams play but first we have a great interview Joe with Ferris State track and field athlete
1: Nia Tyron yeah we do so without further ado let's get right into the interview
0: now joining us here in studio via a virtual format for the first time, we got Fair State Track Hurdle and Naya Tyron with us. Naya, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for
2: having me.
1: Naya, thanks so much for coming on the show. First question for you. You got indoor coming up, especially off-season is coming to a close. In-season is going to be starting up real soon. What's something that you're super excited for for this season?
2: Um, I think for this season, after coming back from a double Achilles surgery, I just think just staying healthy and trying to get down in my PRs, I think that's going to be the biggest goal for this season.
0: Absolutely. And as you just mentioned, you've obviously had a lot of battles with injuries over the the last spring, especially I noticed when we went to meets, which kudos to you for going through that. I know a lot of our team had injuries. Uh, Just talk about that process of rehab and especially working back to get back into shape here for this upcoming indoor season.
2: So, um, I had both my uh, surgeries this summer, and after a week of just recovery, I could be able to walk, but after my last surgery, it wasn't exactly like that, so it took a long time getting into the process of running again, so just going through rehab of just stretching and heat, ice baths and everything, I just think getting to that full potential is just going to be amazing, and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to that because I still haven't come to it yet. So I'm still looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it too, because that would be really great, especially getting fully healthy. What are some things, especially during the recovery process outside of rehab and kind of working, working that out that helped you get through the process of getting back uh, to a hundred percent?
2: Um, definitely rest. I feel like, um, Not giving 100% all the time isn't always the best mindset. Even having those days of just 50% or just walking, that just really helps me recover the best.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's a really unique perspective, of course, because I'm sure everybody thinks going 100% all the time, your max effort, but sometimes doing that, especially on a recovery day, Uh, can be very impactful. So that's very good um, just to hear that insight from a fellow athlete at the collegiate level. I'm sure there's a lot of people want to hear that. But taking a step back with you, of course, uh, you are a prep star at Mason County Central, a school that me and Joe are both familiar with in our time competing in high school. Uh, Just talk about the process of uh, your time at Mason County Central competing in multiple different sports and uh, what landed you to go to track and especially originally um, to Central, but then now obviously here at Fair State.
2: Yeah, um, I just think... um... Yes, I wasn't really good at my other sports and I always stood out in tracks and hurdles, especially. So just, I always wanted to have that dream of going to college and running and, um, with central or going to central Mason County central, excuse me, um, getting the two state championships and really having my coach there helping me push, um, for the bigger opportunity of going to central. That was, um, one of my main goals, but, Coming here to Ferris now, I'm very glad with my choice because it's just a more healthier, friendlier environment.
1: What drew you to uh, go to Central right after right out of college in the first?
2: Um, honestly, I think it was just the dream of going D1 and just being like out of a small, small school. Just going to D1 that was just a huge opportunity and such a big deal. So I think that kind of portrayed my um, decisions into going there. But after switching to Ferris, I'm, I'm so happy, so much happier here. And it's just such a better choice.
0: For sure. And obviously this spring and this winter is a really unique opportunity for our program, obviously with new head coach, Justin Jackson, or I should say assistant head coach, but more of a a track specific coach for you, the hurdlers, the sprinters and the jumpers. Just talk about the interaction you've had with him and uh, starting to learn new things from him as well as applying that with the things you learned from Coach Kelsch as well.
2: Oh, Coach Jackson is amazing. Um, he's so such a friendly person. He relates to us so much because he ran track at um, Nova, Nova Southeastern in Florida. So he knows what we're going through. He knows our mindset. He knows the setbacks because he was injured as well. And um, just working with him has helped so much. I've gained a lot of knowledge from him, actually. And, yeah, it was he's just an amazing coach overall and a great person.
1: And what's it like now, especially going into indoor, a lot of the venues are the same. You go to a lot of the same places. What's that like when you kind of have to, it's kind of like differentiating from each week, but you're also going to the same place. Is there kind of a challenge when you get ready week to week that you know you're going to the same place or is it just kind of business as usual, you treat it as any other regular track meet?
2: Um, I just kind of treat it like as any other track meet. Most of the complexes are kind of the same, except the different um, lengths of the track, so... Yeah, to me personally, I don't really see a difference when I go place
0: to place. For sure. Now kind of going uh, back a little ways uh, to more of outside of the competing, um, going into the meet, obviously a lot of people like to prep differently, treat it like a business trip, like to hype themselves up on the bus. Others very casual and to stay relaxed. So what's kind of your niche as far as pre-meet, uh, as far as warm up, obviously getting on the bus ride and just that whole meet day kind of atmosphere for you?
2: Um, so on the bus, I usually sit with my best friends and we just talk and laugh and all that stuff. But then when we get to the meet, we really take it seriously. Um, we hype each other up and we warm up together. We listen to music. We just kind of do that stuff. And then once it gets really close to the race, we just each go to ourselves, focus on the race, picture it. And then we just go perform it.
1: And then one question I had, too, was especially in track and field, there's a it's kind of different from a lot of different or from a it's different from a lot of the sports, mainly because you have such different aspects of it with throwers. You have the sprinters, you have the distance, you have so many kind of I want to say niches, but you have so many different uh, groups in a sport and on the team. What's that like Mm -hmm. trying to kind of interact with other people on the team that aren't in that type of group that you're in with the hurdlers when you have to, or when you go to try to interact with the distance runners or the throwers, what's that like kind of on a, uh, on a team basis?
2: Um, For our team, I find it so easy because we just all get along so well. Like all the throwers will always interact with the sprinters and the sprinters will always interact with the long distance people. And like, um, From my other experiences, that was always such a hard part. But here at Ferris, it's just so easy because everyone is just so nice and everyone just gets along so well.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. And especially with running in general, uh, competing in track and field, there's a lot of superstition. And not only that, superstition with pre-meat food. What's the go-to for you as far as even the morning of the race or the night before? Is there something you got to have every time in preparation for the meet?
2: Um, so for preparation for me in the mornings, I just usually eat eggs or like carbs. Um, the night before is a carb heavy dinner and yeah. And then in the morning, so a little bit of carbs, more protein, a lot of fruit to keep the natural sugars up and, and yeah, just more of like keeping it a light meal throughout the day.
1: What's in the cheat meal whenever you get a chance to kind of let loose with the meals, what's in the cheat meal?
2: A cheat meal? Yeah. Oh, probably like a steak. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a
0: great pick. I would pick the exact same thing now. Nah. That's a great choice. Um, Especially when it co going back to, uh, to music a little bit, there's a lot of different kinds of hype music when it comes to track and field. I feel like what's kind of your niche genre or favorite artist even that you like to go to every time?
2: 100% George Drake. That's country. I would listen to him every
0: day. <laughs> wow, I would say the same. George are, Strait is my favorite. You are talking to the number one George Strait fan in Joe that I have ever met, Naya. This is incredible. I'm gonna say, <laughs> what was what was the stat, what was the
1: stats on your Spotify rap for George Strait? Was it pretty up there?
2: Oh yeah, he was like my second.
1: Yeah, that's wow, big time. That's, that's crazy. Big time. All
0: right, here we go, Naya. You first. What's the number one George Strait song on your playlist? Oh, good. T- oh, wait, no, not
2: Good Time. Um, that's Alan Jackson. Um. Oh, I'd have to look. There's so many. Let me look real quick.
1: There are I was gonna so say many. Mine, Mine's mine got to be Stars on the Water by George Strait. That's okay, probably... That's that a one be, just gets you in a good mood.
2: Here for a good time.
1: Oh, the classic. Okay. That's both, a good one. Both very good choices. Wow. Who would have thought about that? That's crazy. So, no, no it's, it's, it's very cool. And especially kind of now... I kind of asked this already kind of at the start, but getting in the mood now to go into, you know, the in-season and especially indoors... What's the biggest difference between outdoors and indoors for you? I know obviously with kind of being indoors is the biggest difference, but is there any kind of difference when you get ready for competing as well as in the moment when you're, you know, in the race, is there any big difference between the two?
2: Yeah. So indoor, there is no like 400 hurdles, hundred hurdles. So like, that's one of the biggest challenges for me is actually trying to find a race indoors to run because my main event is 400 hurdles and hundred hurdles and they don't have that indoors. So like preparing for races, um, for indoor and outdoor are so different.
0: Yeah, for sure. And especially when it comes to preparation for hurdles, uh, especially for maybe the high schoolers that are out listening, what is the number one tip that you would give them as far as how to improve your hurdling? If there's something specifically that they can work on, uh, to become the best hurdler that you found along the way in your high school and college careers.
2: Um, repetition like that is literally everything. And also another thing is keep your lead lead leg bent. Like people always throw it out there in the front. It has to be bent. Um, yeah, but repetition was the biggest thing for me just constantly going over it and knowing what you're doing wrong and fixing it in that moment.
1: Very cool. Absolutely. Naya, thank you so much for coming on. We had the last question for you. We ask everybody that comes on the show, what's been your favorite thing about being a Fair State Bulldog?
2: Ooh, I would have to say the weight room, 100%.
1: That's a first, honestly. That's a first we haven't one, got one yeah. of those yet.
2: We have a
0: pretty cool rate room. I mean, it's pretty much in the caliber of Division One. So. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, Nye, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. And obviously, can't wish you the best of luck this weekend as we'll both be stuck here in Big Rapids, but we wish you the best here for this indoor season. Yeah, thank you so much. Big thanks to Nia for stopping by and chatting with us. But before you go, we'll give you the Ferris State sports slant here. Joe, rapid fire style.
1: Yeah, this one's going fast. So lock in. Friday, today, the day that we're actually recording this, the 12th of January, men's ice hockey is going to be in Minnesota. Minnesota State Mankato, 807 puck drop. You can tune in live on Flow Hockey. Saturday, indoor track and field at the GAVSU Bobby Eubanks Open. That's going to be going on first. Women's basketball is going to be at Northern Michigan. 1 o'clock tip off. Men's basketball right after that one concludes. 3 o'clock tip off. Yeah, give or take a few minutes, probably. Men's ice hockey is going to close off the doubleheader in Minnesota State 7:07 puck drop. Be there, be square. Understandable if you can't make a 13-hour drive. I get it.
0: Yeah, certainly. You can follow along as well, fairstatebulldogs.com. But be sure you stay safe out there. And until we see you next time, take care, everybody.